So we have a story that broke over the weekend that went above most people's heads. A subscriber to this channel alerted me to this story over Twitter, and I thank him or her for that because I'm surprised that no one else has seen this, at least in the video audio podcasting community. What I have is his story from Vatican News, by way of complicit clergy. At the Synod, Bishop Wilmar Santin told a story about how the church has been spreading the gospel in the rainforest. And I'm sure he didn't mean to let a little detail slip in. I'm going to read to you a lengthy quote from Vatican News that includes some context. But here's what was reported. Let's jump right into this. According to Vatican News, quote, Bishop Wilmar told the story of how the indigenous people did not want to approach the missionaries at first. They're speaking here of missionaries sent to the Amazon decades ago. Until a Franciscan missionary won them over by playing his flute. Most of the people in the area where Bishop Santine ministers are baptized in the Catholic Church, he said. A Baptist mission headed by a Swiss couple is also there. The relationship between the Catholic missionaries and the pastors of the Baptist Church has always been good, he added. They have been collaborating under a banner of dialogue since 1963, of course. The bishop said his experience and intention has been to intensify the indigenous pastoral ministry. He spoke of how the local church is putting into practice what the Pope is calling us to do, namely, that it should be in the indigenous peoples themselves who shape the church in the Amazon. An important aspect, said Bishop Wilmar, is that the people he works with should have their own leaders. Until now, these have always been foreigners. Pope Francis said the bishop told someone how he dreamed of seeing an indigenous priest in every village. When Bishop Wilmar asked how to fulfill that dream, the pope said he should start with what the church already allows, the permanent diaconate, which is what they decided to do. They developed a plan with an Italian priest who had worked in the indigenous missions in Amazonia all his life. The first step involved creating ministers of the Eucharist than ministries that deacons could perform in order to move toward being ordained as deacons. They chose to begin with the ministry of the word, as the Eucharist cannot be preserved in these territories for very long. Formation for ministers of the word began in November 2017. Twenty men and four women were appointed and began preaching the word of God in their own language. This past March, Bishop Santin said he returned to the village and found another 24 ministers of the word, making a total of 48 who preached in their local language. The bishop said it filled him with joy as he thought of the day of Pentecost when so many heard about the wonders of God in their own language. This type of formation is advancing towards forming ministers to baptize and later to witness marriages, he said. The local people give great importance to the sacrament of baptism, he added, and they want to be married in the church. They desire God's blessings, which is why there have to be ministers to perform baptisms and marriages in every village. This will help the people very much concluded Bishop Santin, and in the future, hopefully, the ordination of deacons will be possible. End quote. Did you catch that? They have decided to use the permanent diaconate training program to get local indigenous peoples into formation for holy orders, and that's fine and logical. But they have four women, at least, in formation for the permanent diaconate. Likely more since that number was explicitly said in reference to an earlier visit to the training site that Bishop Santin had taken, and since the number of total people in formation had jumped to 48. So, four women, eight women, maybe more, are now in training for the permanent diaconate in the Amazon region. Do you remember when Bishop Overbeck of Germany said that after the synod, nothing in the church would be the same? Welcome to the beginning of that reality. If you've been subscribed to this channel for a while, then you'll remember when I reported on the maniacs at the National Catholic Fish Wrapper 
advocating for deaconesses, and how I played a clip of a rather terrible song called Ordain a Lady, which got a minor chastisement from the overlords at YouTube when the heretics in the Women's Ordination Conference found out about it and complained, instead of messaging me directly, because it was their song. Anyway, they're getting their way from the looks of it. The new church, which has been under construction since the 1960s, is going full steam ahead with women's ordination. Unless, of course, Francis says no at the end of the synod. I doubt he'll intervene in that way. Maybe he will. We'll have to wait and see. And what kind of teaching will they offer? Well, a nun at the synod gives us some insight, and it is not good. Here's an informative clip to leave you scratching your head. It is from the actual press conference itself. Sir? Yes, I think that what um, Monsignor just said is very important. We need to reformulate the curricula, the academic programs, because the formation of seminarians sometimes is limited to philosophy and theology, but not ancestral wisdom. But we must, on the contrary, integrate these other elements in the, in the learning of the various languages, also because in the Amazon there are many languages and we try to learn um, a common language because human essence is expressed through one's maternal language. Ah, ancestral wisdom. Yes. In a sane world, I take the nun's comment to simply mean that some missionaries need to be well-versed in local folklore and pagan worship so they can correct errors the locals cling to and affirm the few things they might get right as a mean to bring Christ to the peoples of the Amazon. But we don't live in a sane world, we live in clown world. And in clown world we see a bizarre attempt to fuse paganism and Catholicism as if the two weren't polar opposites. That clip is from the latest press conference at the Synod, and it's amazing to me just how brazen these people are, and it's amazing at how clueless they really are to what they're doing. She and the bishop are both speaking as if this is perfectly logical, as if the saints of old would have done the same thing if social mores hadn't tied their hands, which is ridiculous on its face. But again, we live in clown world, and the church of clown world these people are building is not a church that is recognizably Catholic, aside from a few remaining superficial trappings. All this talk of ancestral wisdom is especially funny because it is the day that a certain Italian explorer is recognized for having discovered America for the Spanish. And by discovering, I mean that he was smart enough to go back and tell everybody about what he did and then repeat the feat several times thereafter. It's no small feat, not downplaying it at all. The civilization that he and those that followed him found wasn't exactly what we would want to emulate, what with, you know, human sacrifice and infanticide, rampant chattel slavery, and other grotesque practices were the norm. Now, we can't observe Columbus Day in the U.S. anymore and instead celebrate ancestral wisdom. I have to ask, which ancestral wisdom? The wisdom of the Aztecs? The Maya? Some other culture that would horrify us today if it still existed in any real measure? We know that the indigenous in the Amazon still practice infanticide, complete with live burial of unwanted children. The UN admits this and does nothing. Even some of the bishops admitted this and couldn't do anything. Apparently, though, recently the Brazilian government tried to intervene to stop the practice, but the UN, in its infinite wisdom, intervened and told the Brazilian government to stop, that the indigenous culture was stunning and brave, and that its practices needed to be protected. Remember, folks, this is who Francis says we must follow, a United Nations that sides with infanticide. Then again, the UN pushes this practice on developing countries every day, so we shouldn't be that surprised. Finally, I'll leave you with a note of absurdity. On December 14th, the Vatican will be hosting a fundraising concert for the Amazon. Numerous European artists will be there, but the American contributors are something right out of the 1970s, 
which in the Novus Ordo New Church is 100% appropriate. The Americans include Lionel Richie, Bonnie Tyler, and from the UK, Susan Boyle, truly putting on an Amazon face. I don't know why this bothers me as much as it does, but this is so cringe-inducing that I can't even express how absurd this truly is. I've heard other commentators describe the current lunatics running the institutional church as eternally locked into the mindset of the 1960s Cultural Revolution. You know, this does nothing but prove their case, not that I'd want contemporary pop singers crooning and gyrating about their exploits to raise money for conservation and education efforts in the Amazon. This really isn't all that much better, though, but I guess it is still absurd nonetheless. Before I close, tomorrow, barring some giant breaking news from the Synod, I'll have a closer look at Scalfari and Francis and that controversy, so stay tuned for that. In the meantime, pray for the church and pray for Francis and company. They and the institutional church need your prayers now more than ever. Thank you for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.